Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today I'm joined by my co-host Adam. What's up? We're picking up from where we left off last time with social media today and talking about AI. Oh yes. Artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps alien intelligence. Good call. Alien invasion. (laughs) Or a mixture of both. Uh, We're going to be delving into the dangers of AI, transhumanism, the smart grid, Neuralink and all these other exciting and terrifying things to do with technology and AI and summoning the digital demon. So let's pick up from where we left off last time with social media for a second, because I think the two are pretty intertwined now. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of touching on the sort of algorithms, the stuff that they're building into the stuff that we use that is controlled by AI. AI. Have you heard about the story of the FB box going rogue? Yes, and it is so fantastical that we just have to tell people. Yeah, it was back in 2017, and there was this story that flooded the internet about Facebook bots that were essentially AI, making up their own language and having to be shut down because the controllers of Facebook suddenly couldn't understand what they were communicating. Yeah, yeah. What was it done in the first place for? What was the the thing that kicked it off for? Well, so they were basically trying to create like a robot that could negotiate and bargain to get the best outcome. They were trading um, books, hats and balls, and they basically just wanted to build a negotiate bot. <laughs> that, that was it, yeah. yeah. And then to yeah. and then to kind of train them, they set two of the AIs against each other, so they were negotiating it's with each other. It's almost like creating a bot to trade on the stock market. We're going to create a bot better than artificial intelligence, smarter than a human to be the best trader. Yeah, right, right yeah, exactly. But there's always problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the only rule... Is that they have to get the best score, the, the the best success at how well they distribute the books, hats, and balls. Mm. So they started talking in English, and they were learning from their own mistakes. But then, after a time, they started putting in multiples. Like, so say they were saying, like, "I want some hats" or whatever. They were putting, "I want, I want, I want." Mm. So they were sort of adding in multiples because they didn't. They were just basing their decisions off data. They yeah, were thinking, oh, maybe if I put it more and more times, then that will get me better results. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So it wasn't like they invented a completely new language, but they were suddenly talking in a way that the creators had never predicted. And when the creators kind of tried to get them to go back to how they were, yeah, it wasn't happening. They had the to AI, shut the, it down. Well, the AI just decided, didn't they? The AI just <laughs> kind of made up the, the AI mind, yeah. said, well, no, it said, um, you... Sorry, humans, you may not be able to understand the language we're common in, but we're, I'm telling you, if you let me use this language to communicate in, I can be successful. It's almost literally... Maybe, and maybe more, successful more successful because that's what my data tells me. It's kind of the computer, like, making up its own mind, like, this way is more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't serve and serve you for the rest of your life. <laughs> the data proves it. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, so the top article that I found about this, the whole angle was like... It's not a big deal. Like that was literally like top top of Google because it's pretty alarming, right? Isn't well, it? I, I, you know what you'd think if there's they were creating something to possibly that would be trading in stocks, stocks that would, could probably like change the vision of the future of the world, a stock trading bot, and all of a sudden the bot's like, well, I've just created a new language. You can recognize it. I'm going to be the money maker in this bitch now. You know, you could just see it happening. The bots just understood, oh, this is what my masters wants me to do. Okay, well, I'm going to invent a way where it can't understand me. And I could be the top trader. But I guess, you know. so like, what, so you're linking it to trading, but um, what what was Facebook's business with this? Facebook's business with everything. Like, I'm trying to think of what part of Facebook, like using Facebook requires negotiation any kind is this just like a rogue project that they're doing like no because I, 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 I never like i haven't really ever heard a, a why well i honestly if it's not trading it's got to be something it's if it's a negotiating bot 
AI, negotiating intelligence, then what what are they using that for? The only thing you could be using the negotiating bot for is like like a hostage situation. Like, <laughs> when do you bring negotiators to the table? <laughs> That's insane. Let's uh, hope they're they're planning on uh, uh, Zuckerberg going first. <laughs> <laughs> Negotiate your way out of this, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the article that was like, it's not a big deal, says here, nothing scary, shocking, or even noteworthy happened. That's how that like, just sets the tone. It's like, I don't think so. Like, AI went rogue, didn't do what it was told to do, and then it had to be shut, shut down. down. <laughs> you know, I can see the ramifications <laughs> potentially in the future there. And they started, nothing scary, shocking, or even noteworthy happened. Just a regular day with a regular scientific experiment. Then all hell broke loose as wannabe journalists posted one doomsday article after another. Oh, Shutting down a chatbot when it stops showing a reasonable outcome is about as ominous as changing a faulty light bulb. But yeah, you can imagine if the artificial intelligence was controlling more than just a few Facebook bots and it decided, it just made up its own mind to start communicating in a way you couldn't understand and then... Well, what's to stop that artificial intelligence from not just communicating with you, but starts communicating with other tools? So have you heard about this Google DeepMind? Okay, it's such a... It's up in the title of it. These things are a little bit out there for me. There was a a Google DeepMind AlphaGo. It's like this program that they invented to play the game Go. Do you know this game? It's like a a strategy ball game. Oh, Um, yeah. It's from China. It's like 2,500 years old, kind of like um, Mahjong. It's kind of like teaching a computer how to play chess. They they (laughs) taught this DeepMind AlphaGo how to play this game. And at the start, it could be a kind of average player. And then before you know it, after like months of getting better and better, because it gets better like exponentially like the more it plays the more it learns learns. i get it i get it so before long it beat the professional go player of 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 the world right and then they invented a second version of AlphaGo that within like six to nine months had beaten the version before a hundred to one wow because again it was learning when it was learning from AlphaGo, so it was learning from another AI, that's when it got smarter exponentially, Literally, like yeah. times, you know. Yeah, that that's crazy. Yeah, so after no time at all, it's playing at like a superhuman level where it could probably play, you know, 10 people, 100 people. Well, this is the thing where it's like... 1,000 yeah. people simultaneously this and is the thing, every time. When did they say, like, not only could it be the world champion now, but you could have a thousand of the world champions simultaneously yeah. playing the program and it would still be all of them. Yeah. So AI is obviously not sentient yet, but you can see with this kind of exponential growing, it doesn't, well, it doesn't take a massive leap to no. think how it could get to the point where it, it was sentient. It didn't take a massive leap for it to learn off Mark Two, The Mark Two Alpha go to learn the Mark One. Exactly. You know, if it can learn that quickly, that's pretty insane. Just a quick search on Google for Facebook AI, which which I did before (laughs) the episode, as you do. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd love to see a printout of my my Google search. (laughs) (laughs) It would definitely paint a picture. (laughs) He's a quack. (laughs) Um, My coats, my coats. Yeah, just a quick search on Google for Facebook AI brought up the following headlines. I'll just pick like the first, like the the, the top three. Facebook's AI removes billions of fake accounts. Facebook says AI detects 94.7% of hate speech removed from site. Facebook removes hundreds of fake pro-Trump accounts. Oh, and uh, AI used to detect harmful COVID-19 misinformation and exploitative content. I mean, that's like covering like all the bases there, isn't it? I mean, removing the hundreds of fake pro-Trump accounts. Oh, okay. So helping to sway the election, election. rig the election, really. Facebook says AI de- detects 94.7% of hate speech. And hate speech is just so like vague. It's like what qualifies as hate speech and who decides the last one as well. The 
detecting harmful, this is a word they keep using again and again, harmful COVID-19 misinformation and exploitative content. It's like when you're going as vague as the word harmful, I mean, that is just anyone's guess. What constitutes as harmful? I feel like it, it's all leading to a point where it's like, unoffended! And that's, and that's enough. Yeah. And that's enough. And that's it, yeah. Like, it caused them harm. It hurt their feelings. It's like how, harmful. Harmful. How much... You have to look at the impact of harm, how much harm does. I mean, you can use real hate speech that is, would be very harmful to someone. Like, you but know, that's but, already illegal. But that that's the but, thing. But that's, like, inciting riot saying, right, everyone, let's go all go to this person's house and kill them, or yeah. let's go and trash the city away. Yeah, you can't... You're, you're going to get in trouble for Yeah, you can't say that already. There's yeah. already laws in place to stop you from doing all of this, and you can't be an open terrorist online or whatever. You know, you're going to get in trouble. But, so, that's already taken care of, so what, but more censorship. What's the next level of harm? On the grounds of being harmful. And there's even been stuff recently where it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal, but if we think it's going to do harm, and then you're like, right, so you're just throwing the law out the window, and then you're just deciding what's harmful or not. It's the same people who's deciding the, the sort of the programmes of AI in intelligence. They're just, they're, they're given what morals, what, on what moral background are you deciding that what's harmful and what should be removed? I don't know, it's, a tr- it's troubling actually, you know, dude, because where does it end? Yeah, you'll hear the mainstream media talking about misinformation all the time, misinformation, disinformation, and oh, these people were shut down because they were spreading misinformation. But it's like again, who gets to decide what's what? Who who gets to decide what's misinformation compared to just information? And 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 why are we like like information's just information? Mm. There's only the truth. Only the truth exists or matters. If there's like a governing body like the BBC deciding like this is information from the BBC and this is misinformation from these untrusted sources that don't line up with our fact checkers who also work for us uh, in conjunction with us, you know, right? So you're just deciding what's what's right, what's wrong, what's it's like they're redefining what truth is. There's only the truth. Yeah, they had this girl on the news that was like head of censoring misinformation on Twitter or something. And she looked like a bloody intern. I, I was so shocked. I was like, this girl is so young. And she she's the one deciding, you know, she's the head of misinformation. And it was so ridiculous because she was being asked by the BBC presenter, like, so how, you know, what's misinformation and what's the difference between this and that? And so what if a a trusted broadcaster put out some information that later on turned out to be false and then they're going, oh, what? So like official misinformation. And I just thought, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, mate. Just sort of like another oh, term, yeah. just throwing it. Oh, what, like official misinformation? Oh, what is that? That, that is that like I said these words you know it's only the truth you know the- talking about like talk about blurring the lines or like redefining even even truth and like you said who actually gets to decide because at the moment like we said recently like you know the AI that, that was operating on Facebook that was not controlled by people that has taken down posts or shadow banning posts like we said on the previous episode that is not even controlled by people. That's artificial intelligence just doing that. Now, now I feel like we're on a stretch where it's all going to be the same with the misinformation. What I'm trying to say is, I guess now with, with AI, misinformation can be put up and taken down by not even us. Once AI become sentient, AI could effectively control what is information and misinformation exactly and control getting at the narrative yeah. AI is taking over no no we're not yeah. sorry it's not <laughs> sorry, nobody's doing anything over this this end of the pool <laughs> no we're not don't talk in the robot voice when you think about it AI doesn't know the difference between good and evil wrong and right truth or lies only what is programmed so in that sense, it's like the perfect vehicle to carry out evil bidding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we'd be unaware. Like, it's, be unaware of what it's, it's being told to do. Yeah. Have you ever heard the, um, there's a speech from the movie, The Great Dictator with Charlie Chaplin? No. 
obviously Charlie Chaplin famously didn't speak in his silent movies, but at the end of The Great Dictator, he gives this speech and it's amazing. I, and, I've missed something here, haven't I? And part of the, the, the speech is he talks about, like, we cannot give ourselves to these machine men with machine minds. And it kind of reminds me of, like, this thing that we're talking about of AI, like, people in the past that say, like, Nazi guards during the Holocaust, like, they've done these, like, heinous things, like, these unimaginably evil acts like sticking bayonets in babies or whatever like and they've done it because they've they've become machine men with machine minds yeah they've been programmed yeah brainwashed desensitized dehumanized yeah in and look what happens like when we when we become these machine minds that is when you will see the worst aspects of humanity yeah, the, the most, worst atrocities the that have ever mor- happened moralist ever things that happen yeah, yeah have been when the population have become like machines and they've kind of lost the ability to think for themselves and even if you watch these clips of like all the nazis marching when they're goose stepping and they're they even and they're doing it in, yeah yeah it's crazy because you know actually you know that's that's actually a weird point when you think about them people actually regress don't they when you actually do be- because that's that's what makes us different from machines, race. Is yeah. the fact that we we have we, free will. We have free will. We have choice. We have a conscious. We have emotion. Empathy. You know, empathy. You know, you you can't program artificial no. intelligence to have empathy. No, it will never be able to connect with like the source, no. like the source of all love and compassion and empathy. Because AI, it doesn't have a soul. AI no. will never be able to create life, will it? Life. Well, it might be able to create, create more AI, AI, but it won't be able to physically create a body, a human carbon life. That is kind of the thing that still separates us from the fact that we can feel, we can touch. Yeah. You see, sensory things, I guess we are almost robots in a sense because we are all programmed by electrical sort of impulses through our nervous system, but we still feel them. We're still part of a conscious, waking reality. A robot is a program, it's data. AI is just data. Yeah, it know? can't feel empathy. What's the Terminator quote? Can't feel pity. Can't no, feel empathy. It can't feel remorse. <laughs> it can't be stopped. It can't be reasoned with. Yeah. It's a great movie. The first one still stands up. It still stands up. Yeah. Skynet is upon us. Yeah, they really nailed it with Skynet. And I kind of feel like a corporation also has this distorted AI-like consciousness. Like a corporation puts profit above everything. Yeah. Human life, destruction of morals, the environment. Morals, everything, yeah. yeah. Corporations have zero empathy. So they're the same as psychopaths, and then they're also the same as, as AI, as this kind of machine men type mentality. So it's all the same distorted consciousness. Yeah, because they call even corporations like it like machines just want to keep rolling over smaller corporations, yeah. consuming them. When you think about it, like, AI doesn't ask questions, it just follows orders. Well, other than, <laughs> unless it's a Facebook uh, negotiating <laughs> bot. <laughs> it just follows its own orders. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's scary. The more you think about it, the more you think, okay, I get like the genies out of the bottle in terms of, you know, te- technology is becoming more and more a part yeah. of our daily lives and our world. Yeah. And, and we can't just go back to living like a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. No, or something. No, 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 no. But at the same time, we need to learn how to use this technology responsibly and maybe put the brakes on until we're a little bit more organised and like we have the intelligence, but we need like the wisdom. Yeah, I don't think we can move back to like hunter-gatherer lifestyles, but I feel like we need to learn to use it responsibly. Talking of that kind of lifestyle and someone that hated technology, have you, you've obviously heard about the Unibomber, but have no. you watched the show? Yeah, Manhunt, Manhunt Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It was a great, like, I've, I've seen documentaries about it before. I, the, I had, the show is great. I had to go back and like restart in, well, didn't restart, I dropped in the middle just before we were recording this episode, just to get a feel what this guy was was onto. It yeah. wasn't really about the axe. I wasn't really more interested about the axe, just the man himself. The man himself. What was behind the man who was yeah. doing this stuff? Yeah. You know? I mean, what it was, was it over a long time. It was like between 1978 and 1995. Yeah. And he killed, injured, and killed and injured 23 people. 
Well, that's quite a lot when you think about it. That's quite early. For early when you think about it, this is this is predates a lot of the excuse me terminology massacres that Americans have committed with guns against each other. This was a little bit different. There's been nothing like this before or no, after. I mean, after no, I guess just, still still stands stands alone a little bit. Oklahoma bombing, maybe. Yeah, but this was over such a long time, and then also this had the whole thing where they released the manifesto, but they printed it in national newspaper. I always thought that was strange. It's kind of like, we do not negotiate with terrorists unless they're domestic terrorists, and then, you know, if they want to print a manifesto, you know. (laughs) Welcome to print it. But if they're brown. (laughs) But I I guess he he went for the media, didn't he? What it was is that law enforcement got so desperate because they just had no leads, and they were like, this is getting embarrassing. We we have to find this guy. This has been going on for so long. One man is literally terrorising America. And he's been doing it for decades. We've got to find him. So the law, so law enforcement, in conjunction with the media, said, "Print it, print it, and someone out there is going to read this manifesto, and they're going to know who this it guy, is." Yeah. And they were right because his brother saw it. Yeah. And went to the police and said, "I think I know who it is." I just thought it was strange. That it was his brother. I know. That cut deep for him. Yeah, I, I know. I always like thought... the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> Because he was only really close to his brother. Yeah, at the same time, I wonder, would, do you reckon there comes a conversation that his brother had thought that he could have with him before he went to the police? Is there any way that... Run. Um, <laughs> yeah, because if he, goes to, if he goes to him and says, look, I think it's you, I'm going to go to the 5-0, he's probably going to either kill him, kill himself... Or run off and kill more people. It'd be like setting off a dog off a chain. Do you know what I mean? But instead, he chose to just let. I thought I'd just go to the police. He chose not to. He probably just didn't want anyone else to die. I reckon so. You know what I I mean? I thought that was like including cops because say. Like, if his brother's that dangerous and he gives his brother a heads up, he could, like, booby-trap the whole forest and kill yeah. a lot. Yeah, you know do, do a Rambo. Do a Rambo. Yeah. yeah, like, he could do anything. So he's, like, probably not the best person to give a heads up to because if he's dangerous enough that he's the Unibomber... <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if he had got a heads up and he'd kind of booby-trap the whole the whole forest home alone style like an extreme home alone <laughs> yeah do you guys give up are you thirsty for more <laughs> he's got all the recordings he's a big fan you can see him with a little tape recorder pressing the little things every time wise guy eh <laughs> I'll give you to the count of three <laughs> one two bah, 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 bah. yeah keep the change you Get filthy the animal <laughs> Yeah, so his manifesto, like, actually, before I get there, like, obviously, the heinous crimes sending bombs in the mail to people, like, <laughs> yeah, we, awful. We have it for, we have not, it um, he was killing people. Man. Not, like, I mean, idolising this guy. No, no, like, whatsoever, he was killing people. Man. Yeah, awful thing to do, mm. and a really kind of despicable, cowardly sort of way to yeah, kill people. Yeah, he wasn't face-to-facing you know? face them up, was he? He was no, sitting there was... prepping his bombs and in the mail no. letters and, and leaving them in places. And you feel like saying to him, like, okay, you want to get your manifesto heard. Go to a publisher. Yeah. Like, get it printed. Yeah, I'm not funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like... He weren't short of a little bit of money for the chemicals he was putting, using and making those the bombs from. So, I'm surely... Uh, you know, Could have just got a publisher. Would have been, you know... For grand? Less, less than a grand, I think. You know? Less bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, I guess his thing was, what well, I want it to be heard and seen and listened to by as many people as possible. And he just saw the people that died as, like, collateral damage. Damage for all of the stuff that had been done to him. No, oh, no, no, no. Collateral damage in the sense that so many people are going to die and suffer as a result of this technological takeover that a few people getting killed by nail bombs to get the message out there is nothing. Yeah. That's how I'm guessing he probably uh, justified it to himself. And and he had been, you know, like pretty much tortured by the... Uh, well, that's what's getting at, you know, the, the experiments they've done. Then. The experiments that were done to him when he was at university really screwed with his mind. Is yeah. that the CIA? 
Well, they were involved, yeah. His professor put him in he's touch. He's kind of like, almost like M- MK Ultra style. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, his professor like, put him in touch with like dark suits that yeah. were like, hey, if we give you this sort of money, we could be, you could be onto not only, not only you're not going to be part of experiments, but they kind of led him under the field that you'll be participating, but you we you could be part of something greater than yourself. Oh, yeah, they rused him into They it. rused him into Yeah, it. yeah. And yeah. then like, I mean, if the program's anything to go by, I mean, they made it look pretty uh, clockwork orange. Like, he was sort of there with, like... <laughs> with the drops in the eyes, all the visions flashing him. And it almost made me feel like, is that what something like clockwork orange is based off of? Like, these types of MK Ultra experiments. I wonder if they had a... That it's Kubrick. Kubrick, Stanley. I mean, yeah. you know, I wonder where he gets his ideas from. He does yeah. make some out of their stuff. I've got some of the manifesto. <laughs> I've got some of the... Man- I've just got the manifesto uh, here. <laughs> we, 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 pocket. we printed it out fresh. <laughs> Don't worry, we've had it for a while. <laughs> no, I've just got like a paragraph here, like basically summing it up. Uh, the erosion of human freedom and dignity by centrally controlled modern technology. He, he writes that technology has had a destabilising effect on society, has made life unfulfilling and has caused widespread psychological suffering. Oh, that sounds like social media <laughs> to me. He predicts that further technological advances will lead to extensive human genetic engineering Ooh. and that human beings will be adjusted to meet the needs of the social systems rather than vice versa. Oh, sounds like Elon Musk neuroning to me. The vaccine agenda. This guy was onto something, wasn't he? Yeah, what he did was obviously terrible, but you can't really argue with his message that tech and AI is dangerous and it's going to erode our human freedoms and could eventually lead to the enslavement of humanity, if in the wrong hands, which it is in the wrong hands of. Yeah. You can imagine just casually dropping that on like a date or something if someone's like, oh, you read anything good lately you know, reading the uh, Unibomber manifesto actually it's fantastic <laughs> I mean the guy committed heinous acts but he had a point <laughs> he, he was onto some pretty wild stuff but not as half as wild as the stuff that, that like the technology we've got going on at the moment you know the tech of the world isn't so far off what he imagined is it no and like with things like the smart grid yes I mean, the smart grid is pretty scary. Like It's pretty smart. I mean, I'm not an, an expert on the smart grid, but I know when you see smart, it means AI. Yeah. If it's smart, it means intelligent. Yeah. If it means intelligence within a machine, you're talking about artificial intelligence. Yeah. So smart kind of is like a more friendly word, a smartphone. <laughs> it's smart, so you don't have to be. <laughs> Like, it sounds nice and friendly, doesn't it? Like, a smart meter. A smartphone. A smart grid. Yeah, a smart grid. A smart fridge. A smart toaster. (laughs) A smart car. Why do any thinking at all when everything could just be smart? Except you. Except you. You can be a dumb vegetable. Don't don't worry, though, because everything will be smart for you. (laughs) Yeah. And And it kind of reminds me of when the old computers used to have, like, Intel inside written on them. And then, like, years later, when we found out that, you know, we were being spied on, they could read our messages and informate, uh, and emails and what what have you. You think, Intel Inside, they were, they were telling me. Hang on. Intelligence, intelligence Inside. inside. <laughs> My computer. Oh, shit. Oh, Central Intelligence. I'm being spied on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, smart is kind of the same. You know, it's a code for, like, AI. And it's also, like, a code for, like, some kind of, like, central intelligence and, and centralised power, you know. If everything's mm. connected to a smart grid, smart meters, smart fridges, smart cars, whatever you Whatever that thing is, it's going to have to be very powerful. Very... Yeah, well, it's, it's all connected to a central core. Yeah. And the centralization of power is a scary thing anyway. But when you're talking about the centralization of power down to every tiny aspect of your life, from like the electrics in your house to your car starting or not starting. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely I, I had this vision when when the pandemic kicked in of like imagine if by this point we we had all had electric cars and you got in your car and it said like, will you be going to one of the key areas? We on oh, emergency services. That reminds me of Total Recall. Johnny Taxi. Here's your Johnny ride. Where do you want to go today? Yeah. To the airport? Like, Forbidden. Forbidden. You're not allowed to go to this shop. Forbidden. <laughs> to the park? Forbidden. <laughs> yeah, like, 
it would basically decide if it took you to where you wanted to go or not, if it even started. You know, it's not like a car where you can just put gas in it and it will just go. How smart could it be? I mean, what if your car, what if your car is that smart? It knows you, takes a look at you and knows that you are, I mean... You do not have access to drive this vehicle. Yeah. You are an obese person. You cannot (laughs) stop at McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like it's rigged up to your, like, health. Like, KFC! And it's like, (laughs) Jim. Yeah. (laughs) No, KFC! You are not permitted. (laughs) You have heart disease. (laughs) I mean, we should uh, laugh at that, but you're like, I want to go, and you, you press it in, and and then like in like another window, you can just see your health insurance. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> like every decision is it somehow affects your uh, your credit score. Like, I mean, a system not that far removed from this is already being incubated in China. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had the basic income system and they already yeah. they already and, were the first countries working off a smart grid as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And the whole sort of pitch from the World Economic Forum, and you can go on YouTube and watch their video, and it's like, most of the world relies on 50-year-old energy systems. Smart grids could be the next step. It's like, not could be, like, will be. Will like, be. They're, they're, they're kind of telling you, like, it's like an, an inevitability, you know. It's uh, It doesn't feel like a choice. They go on to say uh, they are digitized energy networks delivering electricity in an optimal way from source to consumption. Low carbon energy efficient cities help the environment by the reduction of carbon emissions and fundamental to achieve climate change objectives. It's mad, isn't it? And they have these like climate change objectives that have been like, they, they've been set by the powers that be. These are our objectives. And it's like, what say do we get in these objectives? Well, we always know this. Bear in mind, one of them is like lower carbon emissions and they just want, they demonise carbon dioxide, the gas of life, and they want to suck all the carbon out of the atmosphere. It's like, is that a good idea? Yeah. Isn't that what causes like plants to grow? I, I, I feel like the smart grid is like we'd be bringing up before is like another way of them hiding the centralization of power because the more things they control because the whole idea about the smart grid is we can make that's what you can boil it down to control control like if everyone has smart cars okay look we're going to reduce accidents by 45% maybe at the same time now we're going to reduce accidents by 100 no one's going to die on the road ever doesn't that sound like a great idea does, that does doesn't it yeah so, I mean, you can't deny no one ever died in a car crash again. That sounds like a great idea. You're com- now we're taking away your, your ability to drive a car because you as a human, you are liable to kill people, be accidents, get pissed on on a Friday night and drive home at 2 a.m. with a kebab in one hand. Kebab in one hand and a fist pumping out the window in the other. Music blaring. Blaring, probably some drum and bass and stuff like that. Your music is being played at an obnoxious level. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> please put on classical FM. <laughs> the speaker, my speakers are starting to crack. <laughs> so yeah, like the idea is that it's all like the idea of centralization of power. They all control. You know, you're taking away our ability. We're replacing the, the stuff, like you said, driving the cars. Yeah, we can cause crashes. We're going to give it to artificial intelligence to try to do these things for us. It sounds great. Yeah, but it's always a trade-off. It's always a trade-off or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and. The trade-off is your freedoms. You no longer have the freedom to just hop in your car and just go somewhere without it being monitored and tracked or deciding whether you can go there or not. Even if someone says, oh, look, it's not that bad, dude. Like, you just program where you want to go. That's where it starts. That's where it just starts, isn't it? You are unvaccinated. Yeah. We cannot take you to your desired location. It, that's I mean, that's the, the the far end of it. But where it starts is just as it'd be like it'll be a commodity. It'll be a great design. Like I said, you'll be told that no one will ever die again, and we will welcome this in. We'll give up certain social freedoms to going out and seeing people at the expense of, say, the environment. You have been out too many times in your car today. You now must walk. You have gone. <laughs> you, you now must walk. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, Stephen Hawkins would not have wanted his uh, AI robot machine to say that. <laughs> and it's so Skynet. Because when you think about it, like what you're told about Skynet is, oh, we gave too much control 
to the machines. There was a, was a defense artificial grid. Defense intelligence, grid. yeah, defense, defense grid. Which was initial, the initial idea behind it, wasn't it? A defense yeah. grid. Yeah, and they knew that if they basically sent nukes to the neighboring countries, then they would activate their nukes and they would cause this like global disaster and they would survive mm. and the humans wouldn't. Of course, you know, you could see why when Terminator 2 came out, they chose nuclear war. Because well, it, it was, was such a kind of fear, well, big fear of the time, well, you know just what? after was, the Cold, Cold War. War. Yeah, yeah, it was 1992, 1993, wasn't yeah. it? So it was just after the Cold War. Yeah, like the, the Skynet is almost, it was started off as a defence grid. And, and it seemed like a good idea. The point was that they built it was because if we give the control to Skynet of our defence missile systems, there's less chance of human error that will accidentally set off on nuke or there won't be some yeah, right. warmongering president that will be like, nuke Russia! No, Skynet won't let you nuke Russia because you're not allowed to. They, they, they didn't suspect that the computer would outthink them and think, no. I'm gonna nuke Russia. They, you know what I mean? Like they, they thought, well, we, we, we have to give this, we'll give our human command, our reactions, our emotions over to the robot because we feel like the robot yeah. has got a better understanding of what's best for us, which is insane. But then once AI reached that sentient level and it basically had enough of its own consciousness to decide, actually, this is the better outcome Come for me, me, then why wouldn't it do, do it? Make that choice. Bye-bye, human race. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's kind of crazy that, you know, we're told these kind of stories again and again through Hollywood movies, but then it seems like we're going down this exact path. Sounds like Skynet defence grid to me, smart grid. Yeah. Control, yeah. Robots even, controlling everything, robots controlling yeah. just... Giving just way too much power to AI. And then, like, AI aside, just way too much centralised power. Yeah. Where a few... Like a few are controlling the many anyway, but a few are controlling the many and through technology, they're being able to control every myopic part of our life. And then, and then, and now they're giving that responsibility to technology itself, to let the AI algorithms run wild on yeah. social media platforms, removing stuff at will, where, we, where the human is no longer even in control of that decision. And it's it a, does feel like to me as well, like AI is a distorted type of consciousness. What what we were touching on earlier with the machine men with the machine minds yeah, and, and yeah. the psychopath that doesn't have empathy or a corporation like it's all this same kind of distorted consciousness that I think is also linked to AI in some way or or AI is some kind of like expression of that. So you can't really have a conversation about AI without talking about Elon Musk. Who's who's he? <laughs> Never heard of him. Oh, you've heard of him. You've seen him. He's the guy that looks and talks a bit like a robot. He's beaming 5G down on the world. If the towers weren't enough, I mean, he wants to connect the human brain to AI. He's named his kid C-3PO. No, sorry. Uh, XAA-12. <laughs> That's... He's less catchy than C-3PO. For the record, that is actually what he named his child. Yeah. I mean, although I'm, um, although you, that's not how you pronounce it. But I mean, fucking hell. Is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't tell from the name. You know, I'm tempted to just get my phone out to check. Is that <laughs> the idea that they just don't give it a name of a? Do you know what? I don't even want to look up like how how to pronounce the name. Like, is it a boy or a girl? It's like I don't even give a shit. You know what I mean? If you're going to name your kid that, I think you're mentally ill. I, I, it says something about him, doesn't it? If he thinks that that's cool or acceptable in any way, he's well. He's on this sort of. He's on this sort of. You know, uh, if your neighbour called their kid that, you might be calling up social services. Yeah, I mean, they were screaming out in the playground. AI three one two one six. A three one two one six. Has anyone seen A three one two one six? You'd be like, have you lost a packet of crisps? Because that's the barcode you're reading. We need out. a price check on our two. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is mental, but yeah, he did name his child yeah. after a barcode. Yeah, like celebrities call their kids mental names like Orange. Or, or it was Chris Martin, Gwyneth like Apple. Apple. 
Yeah, I mean, some, some, some. I'm of them, sure there's other crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't follow wanna, celebrity yeah. culture enough I'm to know. I'm going to start picking them all out of the dictionary. I mean, I'm sure there's some real out. out pretty out much there. anyone you can think of. Katie they Price. just start naming them after cities like Brooklyn. I mean, we could ring off a thousand celebrities, and they've probably all got really weird children's names. Yeah, but this is like taking it to some next weird level. You know, they're 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 transhumanists. Him and his uh, partner, the girl from Grimes. And they, and they don't hide it. Yeah, they all, they yeah. actually sort of like embrace this idea of merging yeah. with technology that we are uh, 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 on. And, and, and well, this is the thing with Elon that you have to you have to notice about him that he believes that we are on an, an inevitable path to emerging ourselves with technology. He he kind of believes this as a transhumanist. He kind of says not only does he embrace the idea of technology and how powerful the computers and artificial intelligence is, he sees it as a Inevitability. We can we if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Effectively yeah. like that is a quote from him. That that is a quote from yeah. him as well. And and he says, Oh, we're essentially part cyborgs already because if you don't have your phone with you, you 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 get like a missing limb syndrome and, and the only difference is that at the moment the data rate is slow and you have low bandwidth, especially yeah. with your output, because you're not typing with your thumbs or whatever. But you know, if that process was just sped up by you having Neuralink surgery, yeah. what what's the difference kind of thing? And, you know, out of the two options, either man versus machine or man merging with machine, this is the better outcome. Well, I don't know if... He, but he's only given us them two choices, you I, know. I don't know if he quoted it. Was it... That was at the forum or was it when he was on Rogan? That was when he was on Joe Rogan, who I felt like gave him such an easy time. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was beyond that, actually. He was, like, really arse-licking him. Yeah. But to the point where I didn't know where Joe ended and Elon began. They were, oh. they were sort of one one hybrid. Oh. They were, His yeah. head was so far up there. Oh, God. Like, you, you nailed it, man. He was like, grease him up anymore and you will slide in himself. <laughs> I mean, Joe could have actually completely disappeared into Elon. No, but he was, like, saying stuff like, oh, I don't know how you do it all. You know, you're just one man, but you have time to do all this amazing stuff. And, oh, imagine if there was 10 Elons or 100 Elons. Oh, that's that's a, one of your fantasies, is it? Like, <laughs> there are two Elons at once. <laughs> imagine 100. When he was saying, like, oh, I, I don't know how you do it all. I was thinking, yeah, I don't know how you do it all. Literally, I'm, like, thinking, this fucking doofus is... In charge of all this stuff? Like, really? Well, he, he has a complex sort of demeanour in terms of his Asperger's. Like, his Asperger's is very evident, I think. I mean, you... But people yeah, you give him a bit of a free card for that. He's got... Yeah. You know, his mind will work in a different way to other people's. Anyway, yeah. probably why he's probably at the forefront of this sort of technology. But at the same time... That's why he's named his kid that. But that's why he's named his yeah. kid that. You know, because yeah, he's called the old... Burgers, you know, because yeah, he, he owns Telsa and he's worth a few billion. I mean, you know, he gets the right to name his child after a lovable character from Star Wars. I heard he got the number plate first. <laughs> Save a few, Bob. <laughs> he's a billionaire, but you know, he's shrewd. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a Neuralink for anyone that doesn't know is a computer chip that goes in your brain. Basically, yeah. So Elon on the Rogan show, when he's asked to describe it, he says it's like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. It's it's a brain chip. Like Joe's like, oh how well how does that work? And he says, oh they take out a piece of skull. Yeah. And then Elon kind of like nervously laughs at that point. Like, they take out a piece of skull. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he kind of it was weird because he had a little pause. Well, they take out a piece of your skull. <laughs> like, like, like that was something really cool like we're taking out a piece of your skull well, like he was getting a, a kick out of it ooh, ooh. say like he was a serial killer like what did you do to that girl god damn it well first of all I uh, <laughs> took out a piece of her skull <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then the next thing I did I implanted a chip and not any chip this chip was about the size of a, 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 a 1p piece you know about an inch in diameter it's like a Fitbit in her skull with my tiny wire poking around the electrodes poking <laughs> every part of her neural centers of her brain weird place to laugh yeah and, he, and he's got something similar in common with Bill there because Bill Gates laughs at these points where he shouldn't laugh where he's sort of saying talking about vaccinating babies or something and then he's like 
Yeah. They're kind of like a Beavis and Butthead. It's like yeah, a duo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> laughing at all the bits that we shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see them too in total cahoots. Yeah, just a couple of weirdos. Sorry, but... but. The, the, uh, yeah, the stuff actually with the technology itself was crazy because he described how you take out a piece of your brain or your brain, your skull, um, they would put this chip in. It was about the size of uh, a penny piece, uh, an inch in diameter. Uh, obviously, I can imagine it'd be quite thin because it'd be like a computer chip, essentially. It's yeah. a chip, it's a chip. And it and receives and sends electrical signals. Signals. So, so basically, it is a, effectively a computer chip. And if you're wondering how does this tie into my brain, well, this chip, would you believe it, has tiny little microwires, microwires. These are, these are thinner wires than hair wires and hairs. You know, they're, they're super fine, super thin. They're probably just visible to the naked eye. And he's talking about, the, by the way, did this- Smaller than Bill's penis. Smaller than Bill's penis, basically. Unlucky Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> is that a name, Miranda? Uh, what was her name? What's his wife's name? Melinda. Melinda. Mar- well, Melinda, Miranda. Why did I say Miranda? Melinda, unlucky Melinda. <laughs> But yeah, it's these tiny um, the wires and the mad things that go into all the neurocenters in your brain. And it's going to be like, it's just like, it's like 200 wires, dude. So in... 200 wires on this In chip. principle, he's saying that it could fix anything that's wrong in the brain. Yeah. So if you had like motor by cortex to, problems... Yeah, by attaching to these areas in the brain where, where we know yeah. that the controls the body, where it be your vision or the, the motor cortex. So you could be like a quadriplegic and you could use a smartphone or a TV just by looking at it and it would read your brain signals. Therefore, it would it would be like using a remote control. Example, example for people out there, if we're trying to explain it, like your look, you effectively would have a computer... You would have a computer that's connected to the chip in your brain, so or TV that's connected to the chip in your brain, and say you don't have use of your your arms, but you can now use a bit like how um, Stephen Hawking used his computer to talk. Didn't right, he? Yeah. That, that that was probably the most Mark One basic version of it. But well, he's the first. When you think about it, he's the first like well-known figure. I'm not going to call him a celebrity, but. Uh, like his voice is the AI the, Stephen the, Hawkins voice. Yeah, the, the AI voice we assimilate with robots. You know, that's when you hear it, you think oh, think of that as being his voice. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird because he could have made it sound more human. Yeah, but he wanted to stick with like the original. Like, no, no, that's my. You know, people know that's my voice now. Yeah, because he could have updated it. Because even the one you have with iTunes sounds more natural. That's true. Yeah. But he like wanted to keep it retro. I like that, Stephen. He was like basically a mod till the end or something, you know. <laughs> You're like, for me, it's nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about this whole sort of thing is that you now will be able to not only hopefully, well, that's what they can do. They said they'll be able to sort of con- use your brain to control sort of a bit like Stephen Hawking with his keyboard and his voice control control style but then what they said they can do is hopefully is use these little computer programs where they can actually reverse things that have been gone on wrong in your brain like one thing he brought up was eyesight wasn't it he said the first thing they're going to try to tackle is reversing eyesight because they know the cell in the brain that 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 depletes that turns your eyesight okay. down. That's so a, it links to like the front the cortex. Front cortex or something. And they know that that cell that, that, that depreciates, what they can do is if you've got this chip, this neural link, they can fire up a message into that part of them, that in the frontal cortex, which controls your eyesight. And that can give you the ability to see again. Not like the not like the surgery we're seeing now, because the surgery, because obviously we see now loads of people getting their eyesight back from surgery, isn't there? But that's still very crude, having corneas replaced and stuff like that. Still, yeah. and, la- and like full laser and stuff, and yeah. re- regrowing of cells on animals and stuff. Still very, that's still very. Well, he brings that into it because he says eventually he would want a Neuralink to be a similar price to say laser eye surgery is now, so like a few thousand. Or something so, so instead, of, instead of having like the surgery you could have the chip put in yeah instead yeah yeah and first they will definitely use it on people like i said with like motor cortex problems or then maybe they go on to people with like epilepsy and with a, a Neuralink, they could uh, record a fit coming in real time and then stop it before yeah. it comes or you know for 
for anyone that it would be like a life-changing operation, a bit like the laser eye surgery. Yeah. Like if you really can't see, this can completely change yeah, I mean, change your life. And so it's going to go to the people that most need it. You can't use their arms or can't. The quality of life that, that could be that could be brought on by this, you you cannot deny, it is amazing, isn't it? You you, you can't deny. It, so isn't that a great thing? Because, yes. Because you don't want to see a world of people who have these disabilities as much as probably like noble and no, and they should be able they to. Should be able Use these devices to, to and live. be able to and having rich lives by taking more control over their lives. Oh, absolutely, and being able to do really everything that everyone else can do. Yeah, but but it, it comes like we talked about before at a price. You know, we give we if you're gonna have this chip put into your brain that is gonna improve or or stimulate or change your life so dramatically, well, don't tell me there's not something that that could go wrong or or. That, well, you know. that, that's that's one side of it, but like they're very quickly talking about going mass market with this. Mm. Even comparing it to laser eye surgery, you can, you know, that is quickly becoming more and more of a common thing, more and more people mm. are having it. So it wouldn't take much for this to become like a designer thing. Mm. Like, yeah, I've got my Neuralink. Oh, my God, mate. It's like my life's just, like, so much better now. Oh, like, it, 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 it would be a flying product, yeah. if you think about it, because... It's like, the Kardashians get it. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, all that's needed. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all have the Neuralinks now, and now we're, like, super smart. <laughs> oh, I can't believe what Kimberly said to me just now. Bitch, she just said it again. <laughs> you just see her just t- holding her finger to her forehead, not even, like, moving anything. <laughs> not even moving her mouth. Just like you see a bubble of text coming up. <laughs> now I'm super smart because when people ask me things, I can just look it up on Google and it tells me. It's true. It, it is. It, it could be mass marketed so easily because, like we say, if we're not just talking about changing people's lives from a physical point of view, what, what old Mr. Elon's got the future for us. He doesn't want to just give Neuralink over to changing people given my say yeah. if we could connect everyone to another grid of some you, sort you can see very quickly how it could go from being a world between tech haves and tech have nots yes. and people that have this Neuralink implant and people that don't yeah. and there'll be the elites that had the Neuralinks yeah. and could afford it everyone else maybe was kind of at a major disadvantage in life because they didn't have it? Or would they be planning, like, actually, it's not about that. It's about everyone having it. Well, like, everyone's got a smartphone well, and everyone being under complete control. Like, maybe it will start off where it's just the elites and then everyone will want it and then everyone will get it. Well, it's like, he said to... You want it, you get it. He said to Joe, Joe I believe... You asked for it. <laughs> you're going to get it. He said to Joe, he said, you could do it for intelligence. Because if you're believed that your IQ is low, then there was ways of obviously using like a Neuralink device to gain intelligence. Because if you can just look up any fact or anything in the world, any sort of knowledge, if what if you have a doctorate assigned in your Neuralink to, I don't know, dentistry? You effectively wouldn't have to take any exams. You've got all the knowledge just stored there in your head. You, you could effectively be born, not have to go to university, you just get a Neuralink implant in. You can blag anything. And you can blag I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got my Neuralink 3000. What do you mean, am I reading from it? No, I'm not. I haven't got anything in front of me. A Neuralink? How dare you? <laughs> I'm just trying to think out what to say next in my response to this really awkward conversation, but my Neuralink just doesn't know what to do because it's being programmed by a damn computer. <laughs> So you've seen this most recent clip of the monkey. The Marrakech. The Marrakech. 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 Marrakech is a place in Morocco. It's not Marrakech. <laughs> the Marrakech, yeah. yeah. They might have snatched it from there. Look like you came from Morocco. <laughs> it's pretty sure monkey. Marrakech. <laughs> but yeah, I, we, we talked about um, the one with the plan, the video game. Yeah, um, this was only released like very recently. But yeah, it's got a Neuralink chip on each side of its brain and you can see because there's a patch on its yes where it's shaved where we're, we're, we're shaved you actually see that you can actually see a little scar you can actually see little, what it looks poor like. little blighter oh, and he's a cut open a chip stuck in it yeah and he's playing the famous pong game which i think might even be the 
first they put it, one it, of the first computer it, it, games yeah, ever. I think Pong was like right out there for the first. Um, yeah, the two little sticks moving, that move up and down. Moving sort of bars and the ball, and the ball bounces in the middle yeah. and you've got sort of batting from each one side yeah. to each other. Kind of like... Very retro 80s. Retro table tennis. Yeah. And um, yeah, the monkey's playing Pong, but with its brain. So the chip inside the monkey's brain that they have inserted, <laughs> this is, I oh know, okay, you, already people are like going, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, first of all, that's that's just like we could just nutshell that alone. So, okay, you've put a, you've put a computer into a into a chimp's brain. A chimp's brain. Wow. Okay. So and this is legal. Le- yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, uh, it does feel a little bit yeah, like that. Yeah, like uh, it's got that vibe about it. Like, it's like, is this like is that Peter called this? That's the first thing I, I thought. I thought, did he have an option where he wanted the fucking chip stuck in his brain? Like that's pretty seems pretty out there. Like I'm not no animal rights activist dude, but at the same time I was like, that seems pretty grim. Yeah. What sort of so Yeah, like, I do feel like there was a time where if they'd have broadcast that, like we put a computer in a monkey's brain, like there'd be people with like placards yeah, like yeah. Save the gym, save yeah. the gym yeah. Right? Like yeah. if that if that shit yeah, had been be, there, broadcast like, in the sixties, people would have been going crazy. I mean, even twenty years ago. I, I think, like, I now think, people are like, oh, you seen that YouTube clip, pre mental pre mental Oh, it's just got the fate of the future in it. I, yeah, I think disturbing alone that that alone that fact. But how it works is the the chips in the monkey's brain and the chip is connected up to would you believe it an iPhone isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy showed an iPhone yeah. you couldn't believe that when he pulled out an iPhone I know. we have the chip that's in the monkey's brain let's just say an, an iPhone an iPhone a not, thing that you all have not that a, we can easily sink it up to not here. a massive like computer room full of servers just, just an iPhone just an iPhone almost it? like it's built for it already <laughs> <laughs> yeah these will be out soon don't you worry but so basically the monkey is uh, it's it's brain signals are being interpreted by the the computer the AI on the iPhone and the AI the artificial intelligence is breaking down all the neurons and electronic signals from the monkey's brain as he's watching the ball go across the screen with his eyes the eyes are obviously electronic signals and they're, they're being interpreted by the brain as the monkey's watching the pong ball go across the screen so the monkey can see that and the computer chip or say the intelligence on the phone can read that. Now what we can see now from that is the monkey doesn't even use a joystick on, on the machine like before because it's already learned how to do that. And the monkey is now effectively controlling the two moving bars that, that bounce the ball back and front forth with its brain. There's a reward system. There's a reward system to his work. He gets a banana smoothie. Smoothie that comes (laughs) a little pipe as he's watching the screen. That comes like he doesn't even move his mouth away. Blood bless him, does he? His mouth stays firmly rooted, dude, to that little. He's transfixed on the game. The game (laughs) going at it, going at the bananas. It's probably McDonald's banana milkshake. But I mean, you can see him, and he is doing it. He's not using a joystick, and I think that the 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 America is. He's, well, he is for a time, but he's not plugged in. But it's not plugged in. It's, and then what, the, and then they sort of slowly take so, it away. Slowly take it away. Now, what the, the obviously, he doesn't realise it. The, 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 the animal doesn't realise it. But he is effectively now controlling the bars with his head. And, and, and he's, he's playing the game without even the joystick. So, the, so effectively now, the, he's playing the game. And with his the, mind. With his mind. His he's chimp playing mind. the game with his mind, free of his mind, on the computer screen with his eyes connected. So it's incredible. Oh, it's, it is quite out there. Now, what the craziest thing is, dude, is they even turn the difficulty up, don't they? They turn the difficulty up and the and the he gets, he, better. He gets better. So the goal is to get someone with paralysis to work a phone with brain activity alone by recording and decoding electrical signals from the brain. So that's why they... That's what they're doing it. They're not yeah. just like, oh, let's put a chip in a monkey's brain. Like, no, it's, it's not for just just for show and for fun. Not for shits and giggles. Giggles, as we'd say. No, it, it, and they're saying that you know it could help uh, with mental health issues like depression and curing blindness, like we were talking about with the visual cortex. Mm-hmm. But then they're also talking about stuff like, oh, it, in the future, it could all it, it could maybe replay memories or have a visual display like Terminator or. You could see infrared or upload and store memories. You wouldn't even at one point. You, may, you might even not have to talk. You actually get to the point where you could use Neuralink with other Neuralink users, where 
you wouldn't even actually have to go so into you a, a communicate room. telepathically, telepathically in, by, in a sense, in a sense, by by the chip in each other's heads because you are connected by a core system of neural links. So not only are you connected to neural link, but other people are probably connected to it. So you probably have that ability over other people to sort of do some sort of. I don't know, WhatsApp-based text system in your head to each other. I, yeah. I mean, that's the crudest version I can think of it. But And then there's also talk of, like, in a sense, living forever because they're saying, well, if it becomes so advanced that it could basically download you, then we could take that consciousness, which basically makes up, let's say, the 30-year-old you or the 40-year-old you, you save that consciousness down. Then when you get to 85 and you pop your clogs, then you, you you get essentially reincarnated because your 40-year-old consciousness is saved and it can be yeah, put into yeah. either another, <laughs> uh, you know, like a, a, a like a robot or, or another human. Human, even. yeah. And then you could sort of awake, even though you might have got to 80, you take download your consciousness and you would awake as a 30-year-old you completely unaware that you even got to eight years old. You you would you could sort of almost restart at a point in your life again. Potentially, Potentially. yeah, because yeah, and the reason that I put a date on it is because like when you think about it, the twenty year old you is very different to the thirty year old you. Yes, and I'm sure the fifty year old you will be very different. To, you know, so it, <laughs> you me. never really have the same consciousness. So I, I, no, I guess it, it, it would sort of save a version of you. Yeah, it wouldn't really be you, you but no. when you effectively do rebooted or turned on, you you would think you were you, you know. So it wouldn't really be your consciousness, but no. but the experience would be as authentic as you just not knowing any different. Because that's the difference between us and still again robots and IA is the fact that our, our, our IA AI is because our consciousness, IA IA because our consciousness is tied to a human body form. We are aware that we are going to die, and we think our consciousness goes with it. We at least we believe it does. So that's the still the fundamental thing that makes us human. The point when we cross over to merging ourselves with like a neuralink AI device is when we lose that ability to even believe we die anymore. Yeah. And that that's isn't that um, isn't that just really we will and we've kind of wrongly be thinking that we're gonna live forever because actually we will pass on. Yes. And the the other um thing that lives version, on version of you that lives on it is not it's you, not you. you. It doesn't have a soul and it's it's just a cheap copy. Yes. It's not the real thing. It, it was just a, a paste and copy and paste off old Bill's windows. <laughs> but this is like the whole sort of thing for me. And I, I, I like feel like it's kind of like um, a bit of a con in a sense. Like this idea that we're going to become superhuman by merging with AI. When I really believe that it will make us post-human, sub-human. Yeah. Less than human. Less than human. Yeah. We will lose these things that make us human yeah all our flaws and stuff like that yeah i think it will cut us off from the source of all imagination and enlightenment that men have called god over eons and like the irony for me is like i feel like we already have all the potential that it's trying to sell us yeah like it will make you superhuman it's like well we could be superhuman without ai if we really just took control of our minds. Oh, like, we've seen it out in all the countries in the world where people find enlightenment, whether they be yeah. Shaolin monks, whatever, through, through not connecting to any technological yeah. device. Exactly. They they could be gurus, they could be monks, like you said, like holy men, like shamans, like people that have reached some sort of like level of enlightenment and they can do incredible things. Like they can go for days without food or drink. Yeah. Yeah. They can stand on one spot and not move an inch for like days at a time in like a trance and keep perfect balance. Like we've even seen the uh, monks where they've set themselves on fire and yeah. they've not moved an inch. Like they can obviously shut off their front, front aim, front front aim front reception. Front um, cover the rages, Rage Against the Machine album cover, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So they can obviously shut off their pain receptors or whatever or, or just reach some sort of blissed out state where they can't. they're outside of their body or they just can't feel it. Yeah. So and that, like we said... And they can... And there's people out there that can communicate telepathically or can do like all these things that AI is going to lure us in with. Hey, we can give you this and we can give you that. Actually, all that is already available to us, but we're being constantly taken, like put into five sense reality 
by the powers that be and they try and squash yeah. that enlightenment. They don't want us to have that. And they're going to sell us the this version of it. AI version of it. It's just a cheap copy. And it seems like a dream deal, but they're kind of selling us something that we had all along. Yeah. Like we could reach it. You could find this enlightenment, but yeah. it's almost like that's too hard for me. I don't want to have to go for those extensive yoga classes. I don't want to have... Yeah, right. You know, I want I, it all and I want it now. now give it's me like the, the junk food give, version. Give me the chip. Bang, bang a hole in my skull, Elon. I'm welcome to it. <laughs> you can just see him like rebooted like uh, Neo in the Matrix when he sort of gets the Kung Fu stuff. And he goes like, <laughs> and he's getting all, it all yeah, down yeah. all the Kung Fu and he wakes up and he's like, I know Kung Fu. And like, Larry Fishbone's like, show me. But that's the whole point because, you, you know, that, that idea, we, we, we don't want to learn it, Reese. We don't want we don't want to go for this whole path of enlightenment, which, which, which could be an amazing, joyous and probably a, a wondrous path of self-discovery and everything. You, you get sold this cheap, crud version of, you can get it now, get it real quick. All you got to do is put the chip in the brain. And we'll control you forever. But don't yeah. worry, you will have the enlightenment you want, but there will it, it comes at a cost. Yeah, so they they sell it as like absolute bliss and joy and connectivity, which again you can reach through enlightenment, meditation, have living a happy, joyous life. But they sell us no, you'll get there by merging with AI. But when you think about it, like when you kind of link it back to our society now. Like, are people that are constantly glued to their phone and constantly using technology, are they happier or <laughs> not? Hmm. Well, <laughs> we, we, we mentioned that in the last episode. Uh, yeah, right. They were less happier. Yeah, they were miserable. And, and they their used... depression went up, their anxiety went up. Yeah. They become more self-conscious, mm -hmm. more depressed. Mm -hmm. Some of them were self-harming. Some of them were committing suicide. And this is this is like the Mark II version that you want to give yeah. yourselves. This is plugging yourself in at the mains. <laughs> it's going direct. Straight to the mains. Straight into your brain. <laughs> And you can have social media or you can have news broadcast 24-7, like, in your brain, I guess. And, and, you know? and, and who's controlling that information then? That's the other big point. I mean, the, the, where, yeah, it's going to be centrally controlled. So so you could get your Facebook up on, but who's who's controlling the Facebook and the Neuralink? Yeah. What are you allowed to see, post, write, read, think yeah. about? Yeah, you could argue at the moment the the ma the general masses are already being mind controlled. They're already being programmed twenty four seven by the media and by the powers that be. And if that's taken to the next level, where it's going, it it's plugged straight into your brain. Then really, you're going to be you're 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 going to get your perceptions fed to you directly, and your perceptions become your reality. Yeah, yeah. So they really be. Like they're essentially be hijacking your reality and our collective reality. Yes. Because our collective perceptions build up oh, our collective reality. reality. Exactly, dude. So th they would have taken control of this, reality itself. At this point, so many minds. You are fucked. So many minds are so hopelessly dependent, so plugged in, that freeing them, they would just collapse. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies mm -hmm.